Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Bo Bascoro. This is Shay Altered. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Laura Mora Rocco Code. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. This is Malachi. And this is Ryan. We're Small Million. And you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. KSFL LP Portland. Portland Radio Project here on PRP.FM and 99.1 FM. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and this is Sounds of PDX. So glad to be back with you. Uh, thanks for everyone who got to hang out with me at 6 p.m. for our drop-in session with Adabisi. We've got great local music all night long. Holiday House is back in studio with us. Guys, thank you for being here. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. We had you in for a uh, artist profile on the show, but you have new music that's coming out. We previewed on that night. Uh, it's crazy the amount of time that's gone on since that evening. Uh, right. But sharing the stage with you for the release is forty feet tall. Guys, welcome to the studio and to PRP. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Uh, so we're going to start here with you, Cole. Please introduce yourself. Let us know what you play in the band. Uh, I'm Cole. I'm the lead singer and uh, guitarist. I'm Brett. I play bass. I'm Jack. I play guitar. I'm Steven Driscoll, and I play the drums. Hey, now. It's one full name. <laughs> Steven Driscoll is his first name. <laughs> uh, well, thank you to everyone for being here. Uh, we've got a really cool show that's going on tomorrow night. Uh, it is the Fire and Ember EP release show at the Holocene at 8 p.m. What a cool venue. Are you guys excited to be releasing some music there? Yeah, I have played that venue probably more than I have any venue in Portland so far. And I just love it because it sounds great in there, you know? I know they do a lot of other things besides like rock and roll shows, but like just the quality of the stage is great and just the atmosphere is nice. So to be honest, it's not a lot of other places I'd rather do that. Yeah, in Portland, at least. You know? It's such a friendly rock room. But yeah, they do a lot of really great genres there. Yeah. Uh, 40 Feet Tall, you guys haven't been in Portland very long, correct? You're some L.A. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we um It's safe to admit on PLD. You're <laughs> safe here at Community Radio. We embrace everybody. Uh yeah, we moved up here um I guess the beginning of well, mid last summer. Okay. And um been I've been here year. for a little bit. Stevie's been here for a little bit, but Jack and Brett um more recently. And uh yeah, I don't know. It's such a awesome community. Everybody's so welcoming and um yeah, it's been great. Well, these guys, uh, they gave me a heads up on your music. I've been digging in over the last couple of days, and I got to say, I'm blown away. Like, wow. the style and sound that you have, I think, is kind of a forgotten thing in this day and age. I was just telling my wife six months ago, I was like, we don't have any rock stars <laughs> anymore. And I'm not trying to put pressure on you, Cole, but like, <laughs> you've got that music that uh, kind of captures everything I loved about early Soundgarden and uh, classic rock. So I'm really excited to share some of your tunes with our listeners. But uh, because Holiday House planted this seed, uh, I found them on social media one time, dug into the music and just fell in love. I want to start the evening with the song that set the hook for me. We're going to play Slow Down by Holiday House here on our PDX Spotlight playlist. Tons to do tonight. Lots of great influences from both bands that we're going to talk about. And of course, I'm excited to talk to 40 Feet Tall about uh, their musical journey because we haven't had our listeners hear their story yet. Uh, so stick around. Plenty to do before 9 p.m. This is Holiday House with Slow Down on Sounds of PDX.
Slow Down by Holiday House here on Portland Radio Project. Thank you for joining me tonight. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and this is your community radio, Portland Radio Project. Uh, just a quick reminder, we are a commercial-free station that plays a local artist every 15 minutes. So go to PRP.FM, say hello to me on the talk board, and while you're there, click the support button for PRP. Uh, send some cash our way so we can bring great artists into this station. Uh, Holiday House and 40 Feet Tall are with us tonight. Uh, we just heard the first song uh, from Holiday House, Slow Down, that I fell in love with. I'm really excited to have these guys back with us. They're releasing new music tomorrow, the Fire and Ember EP, three song EP, correct? Yes, sir. Right on. Uh, it's uh, Wild Eyes Turn Red, uh, Fire and Ember, and also Always. Previously, what was the old title? We used to call it Always on My Side, but we figured why not just you know, condense it just a little bit. We, we, yeah. all, we all know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've had these songs uh, at home for a while. Because uh, they're not released, I haven't, you know, had them on my Spotify playlist. But I've been enjoying them, so I, I kind of feel spoiled. Our listeners got an early listen uh, back in February, so uh, we will talk about kind of the inception of the record again and everybody that went behind the process. But I want to talk to you on the eve of the release. Are you feeling trepidation? Are you worn out? What are you going into tomorrow night with? Well, to be honest, we're so excited to finally be sharing these songs with you know the world because it's been almost a year actually since we you know got the the masters back we've kind of just you know going through some like lineup changes and just some some interesting you know band logistics if you will you know and <laughs> yeah. so so we kind of had to like get our ducks in a row and you know now we finally feel ready um to release it so i i definitely feel like excited about that but to be honest right now i'm mainly just thinking about the actual performance side of you know the show that we're doing tomorrow because it's going to be one of our most important ones of the year so that's kind of what's on my mind right now and then maybe after that i'll start thinking more about like the the what do you call it the the future the future of the, <laughs> of the, yeah, of the music <laughs> uh 40 feet tall is in studio with us as well you guys have uh i bragged about it before uh, that last music break but you do have this great sound that I found accessible right away, but also interesting. You know, I could go through and you could tell you put a lot into your production and your sound, uh, and you do have a little bit different vibe from Holiday House. How did you guys come together and did you find them or was it vice versa? I can start that. Uh, actually, I was, oh, Grant and me, and we were playing a show with this band, which was formerly called Lovejoy. They're now, now called Pulp Romance. So we were just filling in for their band. And then uh, 40 Feet Tall, they were they were, oh, oh, I think you were opening for that show, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you guys were, they were opening and we kind of just, you know, met there, got to talking and then we just put a show together right after that, which is the one that's happening tomorrow. <laughs> and so you started in LA. Uh, what's the beginnings of the band? You don't have to go back to like your first vinyl you purchased, uh, <laughs> but how did you all come together? I mean, Cole, Stevie and I have known each other for like our whole lives. Like I've known Cole for at least 20 years. Stevie, I've known for like 15 years. So we just kind of grew up together and then we're all like interested in music. And our parents, I think, kind of planted the seed like, oh, you should play in a band together. And then we're like, sure. And it just, <laughs> and here we are. I'm <laughs> yeah. surprised you did. 20 years, four school years ago. Usually when parents say it, kids revolt and go the other way. So that's good <laughs> advice you followed. I know, <laughs> I, it was shocking. So how did Brett come into the picture now that since uh, the three of you were hanging out for a while? Uh, Jack and I met in college, and we started playing music together in college, and we were, uh, we were living in San Francisco back then, and we played in a band down there for about two years, and then as that band was kind of winding down, Cole was 
was just about to graduate college and he was trying to get the 40 feet tall group back together and uh, a few members didn't want to continue on and so I got to sneak in and take that spot which I'm pretty happy about. That's fantastic. And do you all have shared influences? The first influence from you guys, I'm going to play is the Strokes. They're kind of like, capture that same energy. Um, I know a lot of people had either an aversion to their lo-fi sound when it first came out, or they just totally embraced it. You know, everything was so polished at the time. Uh, What was it about the Strokes that captured you guys? I mean, I just really like how creative and layered their stuff is. Um, I think that like it's super simplistic at times, but it's still super full. And I just really appreciate that aspect while also kind of having like a poppy sense, but really still heavy hitting. And um, I think that's just something I really like. Yeah. We, uh, we got to see Albert Hammond Jr., the guitarist. Um, at Doug Fur. At Doug Fur, which yeah. honestly was one of the coolest shows I've seen in the last so few years. Good. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was incredible. Uh, like, and I think like when you hear his music solo, you can tell how much of an influence he had on writing the Strokes yeah. music too, because it was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Kind of he, felt like I was just watching it. Or watching another Strokes album come out or something. He's a melodic <laughs> king, though. He's yeah, uh, My wife and I saw a small club tour. He opened for, of all people, in Incubus in uh, 2009. <laughs> wow. And my wife passed out four songs into Incubus. It was so <laughs> hot. So we saw uh, Albert Hammond Jr. in four songs from Incubus in a small club. Uh, once in a lifetime opportunity. I won't let her down for that. Uh, so it's the first one here. Uh, first influence from our friends, uh, 40 Feet Tall. This is the Strokes on the PDX Spotlight playlist. We've got some really great stuff coming up. PDX Spotlight right now, you can see the Fox and Bones episode. We have Tara Velarde also that is going to be coming up. Her episode is fantastic. We filmed that at the, at the Mission Theater with Larissa bird's eye so be on the lookout for those this is the strokes with last night on portland radio project We'll go with On and On and On here on Portland Radio Project. I'm Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. That was an influence from Holiday House. They're here tonight celebrating the brand new EP that's coming out tomorrow. We also have 40 Feet Tall in studio with us. Uh, They just hit us up on the talk board. If you tweet at PDX Radio Project, you can see your comments come up there as well. Say hello to myself, Holiday House, and 40 Feet Tall. I want to say hello to Ron Braithwaite, who's been with me all afternoon. Uh, Thanks for hanging out and listening to your community radio. And Ben Hooks in Arizona, what's going on, man? Glad that you joined us tonight. You are going to love tonight's playlist. I've got some more questions for 40 Feet Tall. Um, er, Early on in your music, you know, I think a lot of artists, as they're writing songs, planning records, um, especially, you know, if you start recording, you start thinking, all right, we're doing however many tracks. What are we going to do on our next record? So as you see this evolution in your brain, do you think you're where you wanted to be from the beginning of your career to where you are now? Are you evolving into the sound that you've tried to capture? Yeah, I think so. We we started out, um, and we were pretty dang young, and I think um, a lot of the influences were more blues rock. Um, and then as we kind of went to school, we took a bit of a hiatus that we didn't release um, the album and the EP during those like four years. But um, yeah, I think with that break, we definitely got to, I don't know, uh, just kind of figure out, we, we definitely had like a bunch of soundboards and like ideas that we all kind of like, okay, here, who are the five bands that you kind of want to emulate or take pieces from or whatever. Sure. And, um, yeah, I think, I think we're definitely on the path to where we wanted to be. And who's the creative force in the band? Who's the, who's the songwriter? I mean, 
we all add pieces. Cole writes most of the melodies and lyrics. Um, and then we all kind of bring in riffs or like a piece and then we'll kind of construct the songs together from there. And then that's like kind of our baseline and then we move forward from, from that. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason I've been really enjoying being a part of the band is like, there's times where Cole comes in with like a 90% finished song and we just go from there. Or there's a time where like Jack and I'll come in with just like a bass and like a lead line and then everyone else fills it in or we just jam. Like some days we're just, sometimes maybe we've had a few beers and we're feeling loose and we just go with it and then we record it the whole time and maybe come back to that stuff that we were just fooling around with. So there's, I think there's a lot of different ways we go about it, which is cool. I failed to write down the, um, the media outlet that did a really nice write up for you guys on Grin and Cavalcade. Uh, it was a write-up that came out a little bit ago, but they totally uh, captured, I used to write reviews. I, I read hers and I was like, this is why I don't write reviews anymore, because she was phenomenal. Like she, <laughs> she captured your sound exactly, but like, what does it do for you to release new music and then get that type of praise? Because it was pretty glowing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was great. Um, well said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah, it, it definitely affirms, you know, the path that we're kind of going now down with a new member and, like, experimenting with new sounds. Definitely feels good to get that affirmation. Now, as you're working on new music and releasing it, all this stuff, was that done in L.A., um, Grain and Cavalcade? No. Oh, cool. Uh, those we just recorded here, and we actually did it ourselves, which oh. is, like, the first the time. Uh, yeah, so we did sessions. in the basement of Cole and Stevie's house, um, which is like, it was the first time for everything, you know, it was like a new member, first time, like writing and recording with Brett, it was like, we were doing it ourselves, we didn't have like a producer, like a studio or anything, we were also like, just trying out this new gear, like I was using a focus right, I had never used that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And also, on top of the two, two ones that are finished and Pretty much finished. <laughs> we also have uh, two more in the works too that are, are we're done tracking on, um, except for vocals for one of them, I think. But those will be coming out in the next next few months as well. So. Right on, that's perfect. Well, I've got some more questions about some of these recordings and uh, some of your previous recordings, especially uh, "Red Dressed" is like pretty mind blowing. I was like, how, can, my I, favorite too, yeah. how can I make this into a ringtone? Like I want, want that <laughs> intro do, riff, dude, awesome. it's so rad. Uh, turning back to uh, Holiday House real quick. Last time you guys were on, we all had high praise for Tame Impala and you sent them as another influence this time. You know, looking at this, we're gonna do uh, Disciples. From the time that he released that until now, his sound is like gone in these crazy ways and he's produced all these different artists. What are you finding? Are there any artists out there right now that are kind of doing the same thing for you that you're totally intrigued by but can't predict? Hmm. I mean, I would say Dr. Dog has kind of done that for me with their new records, kind of the, the level of production. That's why we kind of put a song from Critical Equation on, on this new um, kind of list here is because it was so starkly <laughs> different from their old music but still had this like thread of thread of them so it felt like them but then they were like dressed up and they were all pretty in this different way and I was like ooh girl you look nice <laughs> and so yeah I, I think that's kind of I felt the same way about Tame Impala's new record as I did about theirs with the innovation but growth yeah what a perfect time. example um, Grizzly Bear is also doing that for me you know oh, they've yeah. changed quite a bit in that way uh, they're evolving in a really cool way. Uh, I love these guys. They're uh, their favorite here, Portland Radio Project, and an influence of Holiday House. This is Disciples by Tame Impala.
Portland Radio Project, where we play a local artist every 15 minutes. We just heard a block of songs. Tame Impala and Jack White. Uh, Jack White is an influence of 40 feet tall. We've got a song from them coming up. Uh, we all love Jack White. I'm a guitar player, so he's like just like a thunder god to me. You know, it's like Mount Olympus <laughs> of players. Yeah. Uh, what resonates with Jack White about you guys? Well, uh, just being the drummer, like you said, even as a guitarist, he's a great influence. Even as a drummer, he's a great influence for me, too. Like, he just rips pretty much on every instrument, I feel like. Just so good. <laughs> Obviously has similar influences as uh, you guys, that Delta Blues uh, thing that's evolved into, you know, the hard rock. You know, we the Beatles were mentioned a little bit earlier, either with us or, or the last session, but... I equate that to, I see two family trees. I hear a band like STP or, or Arctic Monkeys. And I'm like, that's the Led Zeppelin family tree. Like the Beatles got the pop music. Uh, but immediately when I heard White Stripes, I was totally could hear the Zeppelin all over it. How about you, Jack? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm speechless. It's uh, like you're I mean, like it shares man. my name, you know? So like, that I is cool. actually like him because of that. <laughs> And I mean, like as Star guitarist, Wars. like he he's just so creative, and every project yeah. he does, like it has his tone. Like you just know that it's Jack White. Like I'll hear it on the radio, and I'll confuse all three: the Rock Tours, the White Stripes, right. or if it's just Jack White. Like I'm not sure, but I know it's him. I know he's involved, and yeah. I think that that's something I definitely like to emulate: is like having that specific style of like playing and tone and just writing style that is like really easily recognizable. And I think that that's a huge influence for me from Jack White. His impact on analog music and you know what Third Man Records yeah. has been doing over the last 10, 15 years is really great too. Uh, Brett, do you have any particular feelings for Mr. Jack White? I like him. <laughs> that's good. That's good. good. And Cole, was this uh, your pick? I, yeah, it seems like it was, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Um, I just, I admire his, just, he's such a stickler for such, like, specific things in the way that he creates his music, and I was just reading an interview on Rolling, uh, on Rolling Stone about how freakishly meticulous he is in creating his songs, and just this last album, you know, it was the first album where he wasn't using just beat up horrible guitars that he had to really kind of wrestle into you know being being able to actually play and record on them um and for him it's so much of the process along the way to to get to the final product that i admire a lot i think well it's the same care and attention on your guys's music uh the first song i want to play for our listeners is no control i think it's a nice well well-rounded representation of what you do uh jack the layers on the guitars through all of your stuff, I wanted to talk to you about. Now, is that something you guys write together or do you put down like a scratch and you're like, I need six more doubles on this thing? I mean, uh, <laughs> that really depends. So <laughs> with that uh, song specifically, we had a producer that was really helping us kind of shape our sound at that point. Um, with the stuff we're doing now, it's definitely like, I can do that. I'm less of a stickler about stuff. I like to, honestly, like Cole's really a stickler for things. I mean, all, everybody's a stickler for stuff. But like, I'm pretty like, I think if it sounds good, like if I have like a take that sounds really good, I'm fine just doubling that up to make it beefier. Or like, I want to add a crazy effect. Like I'm like an extremes type of thing. Like the subtleness is not as much of my style. I'm more of like, well, I want crazy phaser here grind. and I want a huge like distortion pedal here. Yeah. And like, let's make that. So they have to kind of like hone me in 
a little bit, yeah. but Jack's a piece of marble that will shape into a glorious statue. Um, yeah. I, yeah. What's the inspiration for this track? Jeez. Uh, if you can tell a PG version, if necessary. Yeah. Well, I think I I wrote the lyrics, I guess, in 2011, 12. Oh man, was that early? Yeah. How old was I? Maybe, oh, wow. I um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess um, I think my parents are listening, and I, I wasn't partying at all. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just I don't know. I mean, I feel like just kind of um, maybe a, a moment of freedom and and just being being around friends and feeling like it's cliche, but having no control and and but I don't know a, a bit of liberation and having no control whatsoever i dig it a lot yeah it's got this anthemic uh angst to it i i'm so happy to play it for you and introduce the prp family to 40 feet tall this is the first selection from them tonight we are celebrating the ep release of holiday house happening tomorrow night details on that coming up uh we've got upcoming shows by vortex music magazine and much more The room exploded with joy when that came on. That's Alabama Shakes <laughs> on Portland Radio Project. Uh, that record is probably one of the best sophomore records of all time. Uh, that was your selection, right, Ryan, uh, of Holiday House? Why'd you put that one on the list? Uh, mainly because of the organ. And yeah. um, also just, yeah, one of the best records that you know came out in 2015 and even probably the last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, forever, in my opinion. So. I love it. Yeah, really good yeah. pick, my friend. Mm -hmm. uh, you and Grant are here representing Holiday House. Uh, let's give a shout out to the other fellows in the band. Hope they're doing well. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> other, hi, other Ryan. <laughs> well, you guys have been sitting on these tunes for a year. You mentioned that earlier in the broadcast. Most artists want to get music out right away, uh, unless there's like a major label delaying them. What are you guys waiting for? Just trying to figure out you know how how to do things in general yep <laughs> the wife of an indie artist yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also i mean we kind of sat on them for a while we had a kind of like an interesting situation going with like our band members so we kind of sat on it for a while we even ended up going down to santa monica and recording two different songs with these being completely finished which we have yet to release or show to the public we're not sure what we're doing but we were like all right wait a minute this is kind of backwards, so we kind of went forward with releasing this project. Kind of when we got back from that session, we're like, all right, we got to start and finish something, kind of put it all in its right place. Yeah, we're like, there's only three of them. Like, you'd think we could at least, like, show three songs. To people. <laughs> <laughs> well, your other, your uh, first EPs still had a lot of momentum and speed. It's one of the most played rock uh, Portland indie albums on Bandcamp. I don't know if you guys know that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> got, got a ton of plays out there, gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm really excited. We we had played the tunes before. I've listened to them a bunch, but it's different when I can actually have them on my phone and my personal soundtrack. Right. Uh, so you guys just did something really cool. I want to talk to you about your in-airs because you did a phenomenal live video of uh, Wild Eyes Turn Red. Talk to me about that and how you guys produced and put that thing together. It's really great. Wow, yeah, we've, we've had the vision and the desire to do that now for a long time. And to be honest, that was kind of just like a a test run for it like we had the you know the intention of sharing it with everyone but we we're kind of like okay let's just see 
you know, because recently Grant and me have kind of been developing some audio engineering skills and we've kind of just wanted to put them into practice. And, you know, so we did that and, uh, you know, surprised ourselves even with, you know, the, the fidelity and just the quality of it that we were actually able to achieve with the minimal amount of gear. But yeah, the in-ears really helped out and like made that even possible, you know, because obviously we have to isolate all the instruments, can't get bleed sure. in, you know, or it gets as little bleed in mics as possible. And, you know, we also wanted just to promote the show at the hall scene. So we're like, you know, damn it, let's just show them what it actually sounds like. So <laughs> like they'll come out, you know, like. How nice is it yeah. for you as a vocalist to have in-ears though? Yeah, you know, it makes me, makes me feel like I'm, you know, I can, I can hear what pitch I'm on. You know, the band's not like, man, geez, I hope you can actually do this. Like when we get it, because they had practice, man, it just sounds like he's not even singing the same song. Like, so yeah, it's been helpful. No, helpful the, hearing myself. The late, great Jeff Buckley, who's one of the greatest vocalists of all time, said the key to a great band is a, is a low sound stage volume. So yeah. uh, you got to be able to hear each other in in-ears like it's magic. I've, mm -hmm. I've talked to a lot of artists that started using them live within the last year and it's just totally changed their game. Glasses is one of them. Yeah. Uh, almost night and day on his vocals. He's through got some those 1964 years on him Dude. too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Out there with Todd Rundgren right now on the road. Uh, hope he gets back here soon and safe. He'll be back next month and he'll be on the show actually come up here pretty soon. Uh, the next artist that we have on the playlist is Radiohead, shared influence, I think, by uh, most contemporary artists these days in your genre. Um, this in particular, Lotus Flower, King of Limbs, was a really cool record. I think this is the one they released free online and said you can donate X amount to this yeah, record. It was either know. this one or In Rainbows. Might have. I think it was. I don't know. Killer record. Uh, Wild Eyes Turn Red, especially from the bridge on, has a lot of these great Radiohead, uh, droney synth tones and background stuff going on. So glad you guys are going that direction. Speak a little bit about um, that evolution of your sound before we play this Radiohead track. Wow. Um, so Radiohead has always been like you know an inspiration for us, and you know we we wanted to kind of like. I guess, you know, make music that was kind of like reminiscent of Radiohead, but we wanted it to have a little more intensity than Radiohead tends to have in most of their, their songs. So um, that was kind of, um, kind of I guess, how that goes in general. But with Wild Eyes Turned Red, it wasn't necessarily intentional to make it sound like Radiohead. It kind of just ended up, you know, happening, I guess, to, to some extent. For whatever reason, maybe it's just like the Dorian mode that the song's in or like, mm. you know, something to that effect. But... Um, stacking the layers. Yes, <laughs> yes. stacking the layers, stacking man. The layers yeah. It, it, the, the more we kind of put behind with like this orchestral sound, which was definitely helped by like like making the song directly through a DAW, like having the capacity to like put all these synth tracks, use our in-ear monitoring system. It mm -hmm. kind of like developed a lot more in that way, and I think that might be what kind of catches the air for being Radiohead-like. It's just like the the breadth and the synth tone. And so I think it was a happy accident, as the old Bob Ross would say. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's really well produced. <laughs> yeah, there's I think there's worse uh, correlations to be found between an artist being compared to Radiohead. Uh, I really dig it. We're going to be hearing that song and the other two off of the brand new EP uh, in this second hour here. Uh, just a reminder, Fire and Ember release tomorrow night with 40 Feet Tall and Turtlenecked. Uh, it is at the Holocene 8 p.m. show. Uh, it's $8 at the door. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, right on. Tickets still available? 
Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I'll put the uh, Facebook information up on the talk board as well. So here it is. We just talked about it. This is Lotus Flower by Radiohead. Stick around. I've got shows by Vortex Music Magazine coming up. Back Against the Wall by Cage the Elephant. That's an influence of 40 feet tall there in studio with me tonight with uh, Ryan and Grant of Holiday House because they've got new music coming out tomorrow, a brand new EP, and they're sharing the stage with 40 feet tall and turtlenecked. Uh, the 23rd at Holocene, 8 p.m. show, uh, $8 at the door or online. Uh, super great first album from Cage the Elephant. Uh, Cole, why did you put them on the list as your influences? Um... They this this first album, um, I think they did such a good job, which we had been trying to do for a while, and I think still are of combining kind of more blues influenced rock with more punk rock, um, and uh, we I think at the El Rey in L.A. I don't know how old we were, but I went with Jack and Stevie and some other friends, and uh, it was one of the first concerts I'd seen away from my parents right and, it, and it, to this day i think it's still one of the best i've ever seen it yeah. was incredible you it was to, you had no control there huh it was an amazing show at the yeah. at the end of the show we they like the band members like pulled us up on stage yeah. and we were just m moshing with them on yeah. stage it was oh like, man yeah, it was definitely very memorable yeah still my favorite show that i've been yeah. to and that was at least 10 years ago and that was their first tour. You caught them on yeah. that. Yeah. That's right. And the LA yeah. small is like 300 people. Yeah. yeah. Tops. So like on the floor, you just such an intimate venue to see first them on. Pit. And like <laughs> he like jumped into the crowd. You know, he's crowd surfing. It was just like yeah. all the classic stuff that you hear about at shows. Climbing like, the rafters. And you're just like what? <laughs> The yeah. greatest hits of rock yeah. concert yeah. events. It like, felt so right, off. you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, you've we've got another song from you guys, Crash and Burn. Before we play that, let's talk about the differences in the music scene from Portland to L.A. There's some large differences. I adore our Portland music scene because uh, there's a lot of different pockets, but it's all a community. Like, it takes a while to branch out and figure out all these different circles, but when you do... Everyone's been super cool. And, you know, L.A., New York, Portland, Austin, Seattle, a handful of cities in the U.S. that you can go out on a Wednesday night and do a record release and get a good local crowd there. So those are my broad thoughts on PDX. Talk to us about the difference from L.A. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I went to school here uh, the last four years, and I was playing some other bands, and I, I was blown away by how open the community was and how quickly people would kind of just take you under their wing and introduce you to the scene. And, um, and we've definitely had that here. Um, and I think it's just, it's, it's less, um, it's less cutthroat than LA and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think LA is really, um, everyone's trying to do it. So it, sure. it really pushes you to push yourself. Um, but, I think it lacks a bit of the communal aspect for sure. Yeah. You still have access to the I-5 though. I mean, all these <laughs> West Coast bands, I-5 yeah, yeah. tours, man, they're super important. Uh, well, we've got a song, uh, Crash and Burn. What's the inspiration for this one? This is a really great song. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess this one is a little, little punky influenced, bluesy influenced. Um, yeah, totally. I'm trying to remember how we, 
This right. was so long ago yeah, when yeah. I put these together. Um, I think we... I remember I have an old, old recording of this on my phone. I had the riffs kind of planned out, and it <laughs> sounded a little different <laughs> on an iPhone recording. But, um, yeah, the, the the melody wasn't there at all. But, yeah, it was just one of the those that I kind of had, like, three or four different ideas separately recorded. And I was like, oh, these would kind of fit together well. Yeah. I love the guitar tones. I, I immediately am yeah. drawn to them. It's just so cool. We don't hear a lot of thick rock and roll guitars these days. Uh, well, this is another song from 40 Feet Tall. They're sharing the stage tomorrow night with Holiday House at the Holocene for their EP release. More new music from Holiday House coming up and new music from 40 Feet Tall. This is Crash and Burn on Portland Radio Project. That's a tune from my special guest, Holiday House. They're on the show tonight celebrating new music that's coming out tomorrow and a brand new EP called Fire and Ember. Uh, it is well worth the wait, guys. Uh, I'm really excited to be sharing this with everybody once again. You gave me permission to play it once, and we did that. I've showed some restraints, so tonight I'm very excited for it. Uh, Ryan, one of the influences that you gave us tonight as well is a, um, a track I've had on my personal playlist for... About eight months or so, Foreign Fields. It's a great new project. Um, probably the most electro synth, you know, uh, side of the playlist tonight. How'd you guys find this band and uh, why'd they make our playlist? Well, um, I was kind of listening around trying to find new bands like in the vein of Radiohead one day. I'm like, you know what? I haven't found like a cool new band. So I went down the rabbit hole on like Spotify playlists. And I was getting really like tired and aggravated with like the software that Spotify has because it was just leading me in like the most random directions. And so I finally found this band. And I'm like, all right, all right, let's see what happens. And then this was actually the first track that I listened to, and I've kind of just fell in love with them ever since. I've scrolled through their discography, and it's just pure, really pure music. It's got like great intentionality behind it, and you can feel it. And they really focus. They're like a very strong production duo the two lead guys in this band. So they definitely capture a lot of atmospheric sound that I resonate with and want to sound more like. Yeah, this is a great pick, man. This is a really cool band. There's some great bands in this uh, area. Um, Wildlife, uh, The New Coast, a lot of these bands are capturing a sound like this. And I think from a production standpoint, it's some of the best stuff out there right now. Sure. Uh, so right on, this is Foreign Fields, an influence of Holiday House. We've got new music from them and 40 Feet Tall coming up here on Portland Radio Project. To Together, Pangea here on Portland Radio Project, an influence of 40 feet tall. Uh, that band does like the perfect representation of a punk recording and punk songs. Uh, really good selection for the playlist. Why'd you pick Alive? Um, I, well, that's like a newer one that we've kind of recently like discovered and we saw them as a band recently and it's just like, they have so much energy and they're just, it's going, going, going all the time and I think it's a lot of fun and it's just... It's one of those songs you like blast when you're driving down the highway or whatever, and it's just, uh, I don't know, I think it has the energy and kind of a, a classic punk vibe, but still accessible and, and has some new things going on too, so, I don't know. And it's what we, we've been covering that one song, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun listening to them. You guys have a heavier uh, sound, uh, some, some up-tempo tracks. 
that I would say would live in the alt rock to punk genre. Now it's well known in the punk rock world that either bands, the punk bands adore the beginning of a show because it's so insane and they're getting their nerves out or they like the end of the show because it's like the fourth quarter of a football game and you're making these unconscious, brilliant moves on stage. Uh, what is it for you guys, the beginning or ends of shows? Oh man, end for me, yeah. I think it's gotta, it's got, I mean, I think it's gotta be a little bit of both, I think, overall. Like, you gotta be hooked in at the beginning of the show, and then you can't be bored at the end of the show. So, yeah. I don't know. There's some. Just play good there's all a, the time. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a sweet spot in there for sure. Yeah. Just do good Just music. <laughs> what are some of the uh, venues in town that you've enjoyed playing? And then maybe what are some of your wish list venues? Um,. My favorite show so far that we played here was, I think, Blackwater yeah. one day. Because it was, like, at least one of, the, like, the last 18 and up kind of venues that I feel like go on here. And so we got a lot of, I don't know, a lot of younger kids who were just going and excited to be at a live show. And it was packed, and it was a really fun one. Like, it was crazy. Another good one. Uh, we played pretty early on uh, after moving to Portland. Bunk Bar. Oh, yeah. That's, like, one of my favorites. Yeah, That's a cool we, venue. Yeah, we played. We got to play with a cool... Touring act, um, the Yoppers. The Yoppers, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a, that was a super fun venue for sure. Have you played Holocene yet? No. Nope. Cool. Tomorrow's gonna be the first time. Totally. So excited. Yeah. This is kind of our, on the, our first the list. Yeah, yeah first entrance sick. into like the Mississippi Studios, Doug Fur, Holocene. Yeah. Doug That's level, rad. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Portland's got these really cool, unique uh, rooms. It's long held that, like, obviously. The Crystal's a lot of fun, but for musicians, Doug for Mississippi, you just mentioned, are yeah. great for sound. Uh, but Alberta Street Pub is this great local venue that has phenomenal sound. They're now doing multi-track recording for the artists, which is super cool. Uh, just a lot of great places to play. What are, what are some venues in L.A. right now that are kind of those equivalent uh, to our Portland mid-scene? Um, East L.A. is kind of blowing up right now. It has been for a while, I guess, but... Um, the Echo, um, the Satellite, uh, Silver Lake Lounge. Silver Lake Lounge. Yeah, we de we're we're trying to get down to LA pretty soon, and hoping to play the Echo. We'll see. Um, but uh, I mean the Troubadour. Yeah, Troubadour. Pay to play, yeah. but still an awesome place. Yeah, still good sound experience. Is good, sound you know, is great. Like, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Room had some good sound. Like, there's a lot of great sound in LA. It's just the scene itself is a little bit. More rough, sure. As we were talking about earlier, it's just straight pay, pay to play. All yeah, the time. you know, it's yeah. like you're on the line for like five hundred to eight hundred dollars every time you get a show, and it's just like that's very stressful. You can't yeah. eat exposure, folks. You need to pay your bands. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got another song from Forty Feet Tall on the playlist. Talk to me about Two Shots. This is another really cool song. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this one uh, our old keyboardist wrote pretty. Yeah, pretty much. My brother, yeah. uh, he wrote the riff for this one. He also wrote the riff for No Control. I'm throwing that in there if you ever listen to this. Charlie, if you listen, you'll probably forget if I didn't say it. You know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's actually going to school for composing. So we should have known that was coming. Uh, so this one, I wrote the lyrics for this one. <clears throat> And I mean, honestly, I don't know what it's about. I think I like. I dig that. Um, I think I don't. I think I just watched a western movie, and I was like, the riff was giving me that vibe. I was like, all right, like two shots. Somebody's like coming through, and like, and I was just working with like the imagery of like wind. I always liked 
windows and like you know just think like a gun going through a window you know like you see yeah, it in like yeah. movies and like just like trying to get that image across through the lyrics i don't know if i really did it that well uh, <laughs> i like that there's a lot of artists who will compose to images they have in their head you know i've heard of people writing to you know a movie scene that they produce or take on a character that they don't you know and sometimes that flow of consciousness lyrics you don't know where they're going you start out with yeah. an idea and then it'll eventually form a song it doesn't matter either way listeners build their own narrative to that stuff anyway uh that's really cool well that's the next song on the playlist we've got two shots by 40 feet tall more music from them and holiday house stick around Two shots by 40 feet tall here on Sounds of PDX. They're sharing the stage tomorrow night with Holiday House in uh, celebration of Holiday House's brand new EP called Fire and Ember. I want to thank you guys for spending the time with us tonight. We're heading into all original music right now. Uh, so it is interesting to me how bands come together and scenes are formed. You guys make a lot of sense playing together. I want to ask you about maybe some of the bands that you thought were weird combinations you got put on bills that you ended up falling in love with. Oh, I got one. We we had the opportunity to play with uh, with Glassies one time, and you know I remember just kind of like basically just like you know spewing out emails to basically every band that existed in Portland at the time because like we had this show at you know at the, at the Holocene about two years ago now. When no, I don't know. Yeah, but, that's um, about right. When yeah, he okay. was putting out his EP. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah, so you know, we were kind of charged with putting together the bill. So we like, you know, we got Gold Casio and we got Glassies and then us in the middle of all that. And that was probably like one of the weirdest like combinations of bands. <laughs> but totally. It actually went really well yeah. and people kind of got like a nice little like what would you call it? Like sample. It was like, yeah, I was like, you know, going to, you know, Costco and you get to try a bunch of different cheeses. <laughs> you, you could have said uh, a flight at a vineyard, but you chose Costco. <laughs> a common person's vineyard. Good to, I mean, Glasses is phenomenal live. Gold Casios, they just keep getting better and better. Now on the heels of coming back from South by Southwest, they just released an EP that is, is really fantastic. Uh, any odd pairings for you guys throughout your career? Oh, man. Any yeah. bluegrass hip-hop you had to open for? <laughs> well, we once played a festival in Long Beach uh, yeah. that we had no idea really what we were stepping into, and it turns out it was, like, just hardcore metal. Like, hardcore <laughs> yeah. metal. You know, like, we didn't have any leather, and that was, like, basically what everybody else had. Like, Marshall half stacks. Like, it was one of the weirdest experiences, and, like, everybody's, like, looking at us, like, why are you here? And we're, like... With our parents, I think. Like, we were young. Yeah, we were super young, yeah. Don't your guitars have more than six strings, maybe? <laughs> yeah, dude. Get it, yourself an Ibanez. I think that was, like, <laughs> probably the weirdest pairing and experience that I've had. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> people dug it, though. It was like the, the there were some people who just kind of did the, the, the arms folded, stare at you, and don't break eye contact. And, yeah, and then the there's some, some, some other metal heads who were getting into it, yeah. They're putting a spell on like you or something. Can they read my thoughts? Can they read <laughs> yeah, if you can read my thoughts, blink. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Ryan and Grant, let's talk about Wild Eyes Turn Red. We're going to play that now on the playlist. Who was your producer on this again? What was his name? His name is Eric Lemire, and uh, he's a 
been kind of a, a friend of ours for, you know, I guess a couple of years now. Mainly, actually, only in the music setting, actually. We've kind of just contacted him through that, and, you know, we worked on a couple of projects with him, and he's a super cool guy, super good at what he does. Doesn't doesn't talk about it, though. He just kind of, like, you go in and do, like, a session with him. You, like, record your parts, and you'll be like, all right, that's neat. And then he'll leave, and, like, we won't hear from him for a while. You know, sometimes a long time, you're like, hey, man, like, did you, did you die with our with our tracks? You know, How like, neat was it? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and then he, you know, when he does get it to you, it's, he does amazing work, really meticulous, um, just awesome production quality and we're really lucky to have met somebody like him so early on in our career did you guys put this out to the public back in october uh, uh the first uh wild eyes turn oh, red wild eyes turn red yeah. uh, september yeah yeah september. yeah it's uh it's great it's been a staple on my playlist and it's one of the first songs i've heard in a long time that tells a complete story it's a mm -hmm. it's a journey and that's tough to do in a pop format setting mm -hmm. glasses does it really well too but you take the listeners through a lot of cool stuff uh on this track i really love it i know my listeners like it it's been recommended and requested quite a bit this is holiday house with wild eyes turn red here on portland radio project That was original music from a holiday house. That was the first single off their Fire and Ember EP that was released back in September. We're listening to their tunes tonight. And also 40 Feet Tall is in studio with us. They're sharing the stage tomorrow with Holiday House at the Holocene. I'm going to put the Facebook event there on the talk board uh, to go and hang out and say hello. I want to say hello to Terry Briggs. Uh, Ron Braithwaite is there. Ben Hooks as well. Thanks so much for your input tonight and hanging out with us. If you want to join the conversation, go to PRP.FM. Say hello to myself and the bands on the talk page. Uh, next on the playlist here is uh, Red Dressed. This is a, a soundtrack song for me. First time I heard this, I was like, dude, this is like the opening to a heist film or something yeah. like that. Uh, what inspired this? Um, I brought in a riff a while ago, and I think Stevie and I are the drummer. We, um, I don't know, we were just I, hanging out and... Well, yeah, I think it was, it was um, if I'm remembering this correctly... Oh, you are. Uh, we have another, <laughs> another uh, musical inspiration... This band, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, they're like very bluesy rock kind of stuff. Yeah. So more so our earlier stuff was influenced by them. Yeah. But Cole actually had like a remote Skype guitar lesson yeah. um, with the lead guy, Tyler Bryant. And then after I was at his house, I think, during that. And after that, we were just like so jacked up and yeah. Yeah. feeling super inspired. And Cole yeah. had the riff. And I think we just went down in his basement and just like pretty much just banged, banged it out yeah. pretty pretty quickly yeah yeah another great recording who who produced this uh record for you guys this uh, is chris garcia yeah, yeah chris garcia oh. he's a friend he was a family friend of ours back in uh california and mm -hmm. he's he's worked with some big people yeah we got we got him at a a discount, thank God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it shows. This is a great recording, so well produced. And uh, if I knew Tarantino, I'd send it his way. Uh, this is Red Dressed by 40 Feet Tall here on Sounds of PDX. Stick around. Red Dressed by 40 Feet Tall here on Portland Radio Project. They've been hanging out with me tonight and Holiday House. Holiday House has that new EP coming out tomorrow night. The title track, Fire and Ember, um, it's, I think, the most 
vibey song uh, out of the three. Why did this one get the honor of the title track? You know, I I don't know. Um, the the words fire and ember actually kind of just uh, came out of the writing process. You know, a lot of times for me when I'm writing vocal melodies, uh, a lot of the lyrics actually happen at the same time. Starts off it's like gibberishy type of stuff. Had you just watched a western? I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah. So it was just gibberish that turned into some words, and I guess my mind just put together fire and ember. I thought it sounded pretty cool. So I kind of like that was actually the first song. Uh, that for at least the lyrical content that was the first song that was completed with like the lyric ideas and stuff and I kind of wrote the rest of the record lyrically centered around that song if that makes any sense this one seems like a song that could be a really cool stripped down you know acoustic guitar piano performance yeah what pushed you to be putting there's a lot of ambiance and just these cool uh, subconscious tones I would definitely say when the EP comes out Throw headphones on, ladies and gentlemen. Like, do yourself a favor. But what what made that production choice for you? Oh well, um, um, we were working with a, a friend of ours who um, he used to play in our band, um, Alex. He he was really good with like the slide guitar and um, really good with like creating keyboard sounds. So he uh, he kind of like took charge of like creating a lot of the atmospheric stuff, and then also our producer Eric really really good just pro tools wizard you knows how to you know flip things reverse things do all the all that sort of choppy slicey all stuff the magic. you know so so yeah that's kind of how that you know came to be and yeah other than that kind of just started off with a like phone demo yeah and then just put that as a scratch track and reverse engineered it you know so grant what was your input on this song was it something ryan brought to you or yeah, Ryan essentially brought this song basically packaged up with a pretty bow on it. Oh, nice. And um, when we got into the studio, um, both Ryan and Alex were like, no, you should do more with the bass. You know, you should try and do something like a little bit liven it up. And the producer and I both agreed that I was just going to play a bunch of quarter notes over and over and over and just like set the set this big bass bottom for it until it kind of opens up and exposes itself at the end a little bit. So yep. I kind of just tried to play the passive, the most passive bass playing I could for, for a large part and just let the song speak for itself. And I feel like it did that definitely. So yeah, yeah I just kind of, the song happened really quickly, I would say in the studio. It did not take much time. It just was right. It felt right. Yeah. No, yeah. that's the uh, that's the old production pleasure delay. You guys did really well on that. Uh, this is a song off of the new EP that's coming out tomorrow night. It is the title track. This is Fire and Ember from Holiday House here on PRP. title track off of the brand new Holiday House EP that is going to be available in just hours. But before that, you can find it here on your community radio, Portland Radio Project. A wonderful song. They're going to be playing that tomorrow night at the Holocene in honor of the release with Turtlenecked and 40 Feet Tall. Um, so I asked you at the beginning of the show how you're feeling about, you know, the trepidation or looking forward to the release tomorrow night. What are your plans? Are you going to celebrate? Are you going to have an after party? How do you really stress after something like this? It's a fun marketing campaign and a bunch of uh, anticipation. Oh, you know, uh, first off, our plan is just to have like a great time at the show. Just, you know, just, I don't know, play really well, do all those sort of things. But, you know, afterwards, um, definitely want to, I don't know, 
I haven't really, I haven't, I haven't gotten that far yet. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know if you had, a, some artists have a ritual of how they uh, wind down, but that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so real life is your, uh, yeah. is your I, hangover. I took work off the next day. So. Yeah. Smart, I tried. <laughs> smart choice, Cole. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> well, Cole, you guys just released a brand new single called Grin uh, on April 27th. Something like yeah. that is yeah, right shortly. Yeah, uh, well <laughs> we mentioned in the first hour, there's some great write-ups, some great reviews. Uh, I've got some thoughts on the song, but tell me about what inspired this song and when did you track it? It was pretty recent? Very recently, We yeah. tracked it in January. Oh, wow. Um, I yeah, know because I Charlie mixed it, my brother, and I, he, we were together, and I know that that corresponds to oh, no, December, it being a break. So it must have been December. Wow. Yeah, it was a while. We're trying so to like, release it on the first and then... Wasn't yeah, done we were rushing. It takes us yeah. a long time yeah. to get like the tracking is honestly the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> it's after the post production stuff takes us like album exponentially longer. Album artwork is <laughs> oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Between album art and just mixing, um, it's like a four month process. Right? But <laughs> you got past the home studio bug. They're like it doubles your production time for you to record something and get it out in the same year from a home studio is always kind of a feat. They say. Uh, did you did you have an outside party master it for you? Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesse Robertson of Happy Dagger, who's actually going to be playing with Turtlenecked. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, so what inspired this song? Is there anything in particular that uh, may have happened to you? Um, <laughs> Who hurt you, Cole? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's honestly kind of one of those songs where I actually just... It, it, wasn't, it wasn't for personal experience. It was kind of just like being a character, I guess. That's and, cool. Uh, just kind of a crappy relationship where kind of just, I don't know, the, 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 this woman needs to just get out of this BS. <laughs> so. It is a, a common theme. I related to it when I heard it. I think we've all known somebody in this situation. Uh, this is the last song tonight from 40 Feet Tall. Again, they're sharing the stage tomorrow night with Holiday House. We've got another song from them off of their new EP. This is Grin by 40 Feet Tall on Portland Radio Project. Brand new music from 40 Feet Tall. They're sharing the stage at, Hol at Holocene tomorrow. Probably my favorite rock venue in town. Uh, Holiday House has been here tonight celebrating a three-song EP that's coming out. We've heard a couple tracks off that already. We're going to be playing always. I thought it'd be cool to, to close the show with this. Um, was there an overarching inspiration for these three songs? Uh, and if so, how do you think that your vision came to fruition? Uh, you know, at, at the beginning of the, the writing process, there was no sort of, uh, overarching, like, vision or, like, ideal or motif that we wanted to put in there. But, you know, towards the end of it, um, as we were kind of, like, tying up the bow with the lyrics and whatnot, we kind of figured out what we wanted it to be about. We realized it was kind of just, um, it was about, you know, just the general fears and frustrations that you're going to find in, um, you know, close relationships and, those relationships can include uh, your friends, your family, and even yourself. And, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, for three songs, it tries to kind of just, like, confront those and approach them and just, you know, kind of talk about them. And, you know, there's parts of the record that kind of express the, the difficult parts, parts that express the rewarding parts, and then parts that kind of just express the confusion and overall weirdness that kind of comes with 
you know, interpersonal relationships in general, you know what I mean? So that I guess is what I end up taking from the record. Um, maybe it's different for other people. We kind of left it loosely ambiguous, you know, intentionally to kind of give that sort of, you know, broad relatability. But for me, it's definitely about relationships, I guess. I think timing is something, especially in the music business, that's so important. You know, I believe sometimes uh, the way either records are released or musicians meet up is is out of our control. And I think your record release right now is a good time. Maybe there's a reason you sat on it for a year. I'm glad right. it's coming out. Uh, really been looking forward to this for a while. So thanks again, guys, for being on the show tonight. Thank you for introducing me to uh, 40 Feet Tall. So Steven, Jack, Brent, and Cole, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, so much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Luke. Yeah, uh, Ryan and Grant, it's always good to have you guys. Uh, you know I love you to death. I'm a big Holiday House fan. So thanks again for being on the show, helping me deba debut your music. This will be making it to the playlist. I'm going to feature both a 40 Feet Tall track and a Holiday House track Thursday afternoon from 4 to 6 on The Listening Party. Handful of other great music that will be showcased. Uh, last reminder, tomorrow night at the Holocene, Fire and Ember EP release from Holiday House, 40 Feet Tall, Turtlenecked, the 23rd at Holocene, 8 p.m., $8 at the door. Do not miss this show. This is the last song off of the Holiday House EP, Fire and Ember. This is always here on Portland Radio Project. Until next time, I've been your host, Luke Neal, reminding you to discover and support local music. Have a great night.